0: podcast on the ever-changing world of natural refrigerants, brought to you by Sheko and supported by component maker, Teco. My name's Charlotte McLaughlin, and I'll be hosting today's show from Brussels, Belgium. I'm the multimedia reporter at Sheko, and I'm joined today by my colleague in the US, Michael Gary, who's our North American editor of Sheko and the editor of Accelerate America. Hi, Michael. How are you today?
1: Good, Charlotte. Good to be here.
0: We're also joined by, in Asia Pacific region, our APAC reporter, Devin Yoshimoto, and also our editor in Europe, Andrew Williams, who's also the editor of Accelerate Europe. So today we're talking about the AHR show that just took place a few weeks ago in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, and we're going to see about some updates from the market in the US and what is happening with regards to new products, products from Europe that are also making inroads in the US, and what essentially our journalist Michael found out on the ground. We're also going to talk towards the end of the show to Andrew Williams and Devon Yoshimoto about the latest edition of Accelerate Australia in New Zealand that features a CO2 transcritical installation Um, at a motor park uh, in Australia and then also some CO2 transcritical installations in Aldi and also in Tasmania off the coast of Australia. So lots of exciting news um, with CO2. So Michael, uh, what was your highlight from HR?
1: Hi, Charlotte, thank you. So HR is a huge trade show. Um, You know, it covers an enormous exhibit area, attracts thousands and thousands of attendees, um, really one of the biggest uh, HVAC and R trade events uh, in, in the world. Um, a lot of it is focused on um, air conditioning, um, but still a lot of Sheko's uh, partners uh, who make, uh, manufacture natural frisier, natural refrigerant equipment, we're, we're on hand to talk about Some developments um, there, Uh, they tend to get somewhat overshadowed by the rest of the expo, but still uh, they are promoting important natural refrigerant products, which I will briefly touch on. And also some of the um, educational sessions covered important uh, policy developments going on here, particularly at the state level. So uh, really, there was a lot going on over the over the three days. Um, very busy show.
0: From the manufacturer's side, uh, was there a new equipment launched, or uh, are they telling you they've got more units than ever before on the market? Are there European manufacturers also there?
1: There are some Europeans at the show. One of them is actually South American, Brazilian, and Braco, but they have a. a important presence in Europe and everywhere in the world. Braco is there talking about a new um, variable speed compressor for R290 uh, that John Prawl, who's an executive uh, at Braco, who I interviewed, said is taking off now in North America. Of course, uh, variable speed improves the efficiency of the units, of the uh, refrigeration units that use R290 in supermarkets and The new one is 20% higher capacity than previous models. It's a good way to achieve energy targets. And uh, I should note that um, I'm doing a big cover story on hydrocarbons in um, stores and retail stores in the next Accelerate America coming out next week. Uh, It's really becoming a very big trend in the U.S. market. Uh, We're seeing whole stores using just propane cabinets
0: is there particular like retailers who are embracing this trend
1: so Hannaford brothers Hannaford supermarkets in uh, Maine and New England is um, testing uh, these new Hussman um, micro DS propane cabinets in uh, for its entire frozen lineup in two stores and they're also seeing it as a as a, a good way to retrofit cabinets in existing stores so it's a very exciting development companies like Lidl and Aldi um, Target and others Whole Foods are moving forward with a lot of these cases with R290 and so that's uh, an exciting development um, I also spoke to Tecumseh which is an American company that exhibited at Chilventa has an important European presence and the uh, fellow there Jeff Fordeck uh, who's director of strategic accounts and global product management. And um, he's talking about how even though, you know, these cabinets uh, are limited to 150 grams right now, and that may change, of course, but 150 grams has gone much further than people thought because the uh, manufacturers have redesigned uh, some of the equipment to use smaller diameter condensing tubing, for example. So it, it's really um, uh, a very important trend that uh, these um R290 compressor people were talking about at AHR Expo. And also, just in brief, uh, briefly want to, in passing, mention another important thing that wasn't at this show, but uh, you know the EPA raised the charge limit for home fridges uh, of hydrocarbons to 150 grams from 57 last year. That's opening the market here. And there's an article I did uh, talking to fellow Kevin Messner of the Association of Home Appliance Manufacturers, where he said that by 2022, the consumers will start seeing a lot of these isobutane home fridges. And even before that, some this year and more in the com- uh, you know, coming couple of years. So that's uh, something that's very exciting and happening across the U.S. Shekho's CEO, Mark Chassero, gave a um, presentation at HR Expo uh, about trends in natural refrigerants worldwide. And he um, took the opportunity to uh, talk about the um, California Cooling Act, which is still in the process of, uh, of uh, endorsing and setting up uh, subsidy funding f- to support subsidies and incentives for natural refrigerant equipment. And um, he uh, mentioned that um, industry stakeholders have an opportunity to push for those subsidies until this summer. Um, in fact, stakeholders interested in communicating with California can do so by contacting Sheko's Clara Sk- Skakanova, and her email is, yeah, her email is Clara, K-L-A-R-A dot Skakanova, S-K-A-C-A-N-O-V-A at com. All
0: right. Well, thanks very much, Michael, um, and I encourage all of our listeners to send Clara some emails for further information. So moving on, we are also going to hear from Andrew and Devon, who are going to talk about Accelerate Australia and New Zealand.
2: We're here to talk about the summer 2019 edition of Accelerate Australia and New Zealand magazine, which has just been published. Um, The cover story of this magazine is the Bend Motorsport Park in Tailand Bend, uh, South Australia, about 100 kilometres from Adelaide. First of all, let's hear from John Domino. He's the Chief Operating Officer of Peregrine Corporation Infrastructure, uh, part of the Peregrine Corporation, which owns the Bend, um, about the the motorsport park and some of the sustainable technologies uh, that are being implemented there. John? My
0: name is John Domino. I work for the Program Corporation Infrastructure. Uh, I am the Chief Operating Officer. Um, I've also been involved in the delivery of the Bend Motorsport Park, which is arguably the world's best motorsport park. Um, In delivering this project, we've partnered with uh, a number of private and public organisations. The um, University of South Australia Um, as well as Glacium, have been two partners of ours where we've adopted a number of sustainable initiatives, uh, one being in refrigeration technology, uh, where it's been both uh, energy efficient uh, and sustainable. Um, We're keen to adopt these types of initiatives because not only are they environmentally friendly uh, and good for our planet, but they're also good for
2: the bottom line. Thank you, John. Uh, Certainly interesting to hear about some of the sustainability initiatives that are being taken at the bend uh, John mentioned the ref- sustainable refrigeration system uh, obviously we focused on this quite heavily in the magazine story that's just been published uh, Devin the author of that story is here with me now and perhaps you can go into a bit more detail about the natural refrigerant uh, co2 side of things in this system
3: yeah um, thanks Andrew so as John said uh, John is uh, the Chief Operating Officer of Peregrine Corporation Infrastructure. So they're the lead developers of the Bend Motorsport Park Project, which is a really, really big deal for South Australia because it's a major, major motorsport facility where they're having major events now for um, races with touring cars, or motorbikes, that sort of thing. So they're having a lot of people going down to South Australia for those events now. For John Domino, who is uh, the lead on this project, as he said, sustainability was an important thing uh, for him in developing this project, um, but also energy efficiency. And so one of the things they looked at was looking at what kind of uh, refrigeration technology can we use uh, in our facility as building owners, looking at life cycle costs, long-term costs, maintenance costs, reliability what kind of uh, equipment can we put in here to future-proof ourselves and, and get a, a good return on our investment over a long period of time? And so what's really interesting here is that they partnered with a another local Australian uh, company called Glacium Cooling Technologies, who's run by uh, a man named Julian Hudson, um, who actually developed and has been working on developing a, a very innovative CO2 system that is specifically designed for the climate in Australia, which is experiencing, as we all know right now, very, very high temperatures.
2: Yeah, thanks, uh, th- thanks, Devin. You mentioned the, the warm uh, climates being in the news. Uh, yeah, indeed. I mean, temperatures hitting sort of the mid-40s uh, uh, currently in, in South Australia. Obviously, uh, this is a big... A a, a big deal for CO2 based uh, refrigeration systems that the system here is being shown to perform and handle these kind of temperatures. Um, Maybe you can tell us about some of the innovations that are allowing this to happen.
3: Yeah, well, I, I just spoke with Julian the other day, uh, you know, a couple weeks after we finished writing the story, and he is very. He sounded very confident, and he said that he's very confident that the uh, particular innovation they came up with for this system will be able to withstand and and helps the the system run efficiently in this temperature. And what they what they have been working on and what the the system is based on is what they call dew point cooling technology, um, which is indirect evaporative cooling. And um, basically, what what we can compare that to is these other uh, new technologies that are coming out these days for CO2, like parallel compression, ejectors. We've, we've talked about this type of technology before, and this is just another um, alternative to that technology. But what it does is it keeps the CO2 from running in transcritical mode. So we've talked about this before. If CO2 runs above a certain temperature and it goes running into transcritical, the efficiency, energy efficiency, e- efficiency drops Uh, significantly. So this keeps the whole system from running in transcritical mode and keeps the temperature um, of the refrigerant down below that transcritical point. So then they're able to run the system efficiently, efficiently, even if the outside temperature is reaching, what is it, 46 degrees, 45, 46 degrees now in uh, South
2: Australia. Thank you, Devin. Yeah, the dew point CO2 system sounds very interesting and uh, something new that we may not have heard the the last of. Uh, In addition to that, there are a few more innovations uh, in the system in use at the Bend. Uh, It incorporates 100 kilowatts of thermal energy storage, uh, and it also uses advanced control and forecasting algorithms uh, to help optimize energy use uh, of the system even further. Um, And it also works in combination with a solar PV system uh, that can uh, supply renewable energy uh, to to the refrigeration system and uh, any surplus is, is then uh, stored uh, in the in the thermal energy storage uh, part of the setup so certainly in keeping with some of the trends that we're seeing elsewhere in the world in terms of integrating different technologies to optimize system performance as, as much as possible.
0: Thanks Devon and Andrew and thanks for all our listeners out there for listening this week.